Yo, everybody. Heady babes, heady brews, good looking, classy people, wooks, whatever you may be, whoever you are, wherever you may be listening. Eh, wooks don't listen to podcasts, do they? I don't know. This is the Archipreneur Now podcast, episode 65, uh, with Naomi Psalm, an amazing guest I have, uh, currently residing in the Boise, Idaho area. I hope that you all are fist pumping. I hope that you've all had a pleasant day, a pleasant weekend. I hope that everything is going as perfect as it should, because remember, every day is a bonus round, and you should always slow down and enjoy something beautiful as much as you can. You are alive and that should be enough to make you happy. I know it makes me happy. That is faux show. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for all the show notes, artsynow.com forward slash 65. And Naomi is an amazingly interesting character. Um, she, she found herself as a vocalist. She was told that she couldn't do it. She was told that she couldn't sing, that she didn't need to be the lead singer of a band. Uh, she she felt belittled by others, and she fed off that. And she said, "Well, you know what? If they say I can't, I absolutely can." And she's an intense she's an intense filler type. And she went out. She she saw her goals. She attained them. Uh, and, and you know, 2012, she went on to win the the Ladylike Indie Awards top vocalist. Think about that. She was told that she'll never be a lead singer and she wins the top vocalist award. She's traveled all over the world playing in bands. She plays the bass. She can play the guitar. Uh, and she's doing so many amazing things. So it's a, it's a fascinating story for anybody out there who is struggling, who thinks that they can't do it, who wants to be a musician maybe. Uh, you, you've got to know that it's okay to do things on the side. It's okay to have a day job. Uh, we, we, we do that. We have those, but it allows us to have these amazing passions on the side, and that doesn't mean that you're a failure at all. So, again, show notes, artsynow.com forward slash 65, and here we go. Come on, everybody, let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that stickity stinkity rickety dickity beat. Yeah. Well, here we go now. Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, I do. I do. Well, then get on with your bad selves. Yeah. A skidamarinkity-dinkity-dink. A I've got a creative musician today for you. She's a transplant from Florida, living it up in Boise, Idaho, dropping the tunes nonstop and paving her own path to the life she loves every single day. She's an indie musician. She's a painter and she's hippity hopping all over the world in the past, plans in the future, including 32 different countries while slapping around the bass. And if your ears hang low, you better wobble them up to the front right now and welcome Naomi Psalm. Naomi, you are the entrepreneur now. What is going on? Woohoo! I feel like I need to be as excited as, as you with that introduction <laughs> there. 
I am <laughs> ultra excited every minute of every day because doing podcasts and connecting with wonderful people like you lights me up and it's, it's just so much fun. So I think everybody deserves an incredible introduction that should be played no matter what we do throughout our days. Could you imagine like going to the gas station? They're like, you know, do you want to <laughs> do you want to pack a gum with that? And you just hit that button. And you're like, yeah, see you later. <laughs> it could be a lot more exciting, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> maybe maybe they need to hire you. Right? <laughs> so you, you've got an amazing story. You're obviously a musician, and, and you're all over the internet, and we connected via Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you've traveled all over the world in your past, and you're doing something that you love, whether it's hard or not hard to accomplish and, and to live and do it full time. Like we all struggle to create this life that we truly love. And so you, I know that when you were a child, you kind of began writing poetry at a young mm-hmm. age and you, you, you've kind of taken that and scaled it. And you've become this amazing musician with the, this indie pop sound that I think is very unique and very beautiful. So if you want to start, you know, what, what do you think, like when you were a kid, what were you thinking in your head that you wanted to be when you grew up? And then Tell us a little bit about you and, and who you are and how you took that child to where you are now, you know, what the major turning point was and just give us a whole rundown of all that. Okay. Well, I grew up in a in a hippie household. Really? Yeah. That's my awesome. Parents, my parents had company day in and day out. Their door was never closed. Always had people over, people staying with us and, you know, hippies tend to bring their guitars with them and, you know, sit around and jam. So we, you know, I, I started to grab a guitar and join in and kind of get lessons from them. What do you play in there? What chord is that? How do you do that? And so they, they kind of taught me how to do everything. And so I started out thinking, I'm just going to be an amazing instrumentalist. A guitarist. That's that's all I wanted to be. I didn't really have any desire to sing, but you know, as you said, I started writing poetry at eight years old, and so I started to think, well, maybe I should make songs now because I play guitar and I can write pretty good lyrics that rhyme. <laughs> when? How old were you when you started the guitar? Thirteen. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. And so never had an official lesson, but just kind of sat around with people you know, sitting around the fire and jamming. That sounds like a pretty fun childhood. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely was. What kind of music were they playing? Do you remember? Um, well, my like parents... the Grateful Dead? Some of that, but some of it was songs they would write. Oh, cool. Or my parents were Christians, so they some of them were worship songs mm-hmm. and gospel music. Uh, yeah, just kind of free flowing. Uh, some of the best music. I went to Jazz Fest last year, uh-huh. or it might have been this year. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it was this year. And the I I stumbled upon the Gospel Tent, and I'm telling uh-huh. you, man, that was some of the best music. Just like uh-huh. they put their soul into it. Like, oh literally. yeah, it, it was yeah. powerful. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, fun stuff. So, so then when I started to write my music, my songs, my mom would pressure me into singing them, performing them to other people. And I just didn't want to, didn't want to. I was so shy growing up. I would not ever say a word to anybody. 
-hmm. I would hide behind my mom and let her do all the talking. But she was a talker. She is a talker, so it didn't matter (laughs) that I was quiet. So she would make me sing these songs to people. And I'm really glad now that she made me kind of get out of my comfort zone and perform this music. So fast forward to... Well, I'm going to pause you right there for a second because you said something that's important that I think that everybody needs to relate to. Is you okay. said, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And I think that's a huge, huge battle for a lot of people. And, and I've had people say, you know what? I think you should just stick to who you are. You don't necessarily have to get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can just be you and get it done, which I agree with somewhat. But I also think that there's no way you can make any progress if you don't step out of your comfort zone. I mean, right. that's the reality of the beast. Mm-hmm. And I think for me in general, every single thing that I think of in my head, I'll brainstorm and I'll put down, you know, I'm, this is what scares me. This is what scares me. Yeah. And then I will make a goal, you know, at least once a day to do one thing that makes me uncomfortable. And pretty soon you start narrowing down that list and you start to become a whole entirely different person with a whole new level of confidence mm-hmm. and, and you feel very secure. You know, the, the insecurity starts going away. And right. I think that that's just huge, especially if you want to do something like you're doing. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. trying to create the life you love doing something like music. Yeah. Yeah, that that's awesome. I might start doing that. Um, so, yeah, getting out of the that old comfort zone. So started, you know, I was 14, 13, 14, actually singing for people. I wasn't the greatest, but I, I still did it. And then, yeah, when I was... 19, I went on a medical ship. We traveled to 11 countries on that ship, and I was the bass player. But the way that I became the bass player was I got a call to join the band when I was in Florida. So I quit my jobs. I think I had three jobs at the time. Uh, I quit them, and I went to Amsterdam within two or three weeks. I got on as the background vocalist and guitar player. And, <laughs> you know, two days in to the rehearsals, my band leader pulls me aside and says, I'm kind of sorry that this isn't really working out. Wow. But, and I just wanted to give you some, some advice that, or my, here's my thoughts. I don't think that you're ever going to be a lead singer. How did that, how did that make you feel? And well, and then the lady said, well, maybe country music. (laughs) Wow. Um, and then she said, well, but we want you to stay and we want you to play the tambourine for us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and also to keep the financial books. And I'm thinking, hell no. Yeah. How how uh, embarrassing would that be to just stand up there and play tambourine? Humiliating. So I decided, uh, it, actually the day after, the band leader came to me again. After I had cried, you asked me how it made me feel. I went to my room and cried. It was yeah. just, I, I was in shock. I couldn't believe what just happened. I dropped my whole life to come and be part of this band. I'm not about to play the tambourine. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm just going to go back home. And, and I believed her about my, my voice and 
but anyway, the next day, the bass player quit. And, uh, really? Yeah. So they came, they approached me and said, we have our first show in two and a half weeks. Would you be interested in picking up the bass for us? I said, sure. I didn't even hesitate. And I picked it up fairly quick because being a guitar player, you already have a leg up. Yeah. And, you know, I started, I caught on and my first show was a couple weeks after I picked up the bass for the first time in my life. And, and then after a while, I started to incorporate background vocals and bass playing. And it was, so the way that the times that we would play were on the dock when there were thousands of people literally waiting in line to get screening, medical screening for, to see if they qualify for surgery or not. And at that point they could get onto the hospital ship and get surgery and we would entertain them while they waited for, for days sometimes. And we played in churches, we played on the street, in villages, uh, you name it, any, anywhere you could think of. We That sounds like such an amazing experience. Yeah. We spent a lot of time in West Africa, and and then the other five months were in Western Europe getting supplies for the rest of the time. What, where do you think your favorite place that you went was? Um, well, in West Africa, it was Sierra Leone. The people there are incredibly happy and carefree mm. and friendly. And it's a, it's a very safe country versus Senegal. That was, that was pretty dangerous. Um, and then as far as Europe, it'd be Norway. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful there. And I've been associated with Norwegians like during my time there that I was there for three years. People would think, that I was Norwegian. <laughs> um, I just somehow I just really related to them. It's almost as if I should have been from there. Uh, and it's beautiful with the the fjords, the mountains peeking out of the ocean. We sailed all through there. Uh, so yeah, I just I just really related to that the way of life in Norway. Oh, amazing! I, I I can totally feel you with the hearing something that devastating, but you kind of, it seems like you took it and, and you became a much stronger person and you took the opportunity to the base and you added a new skill set and you went on that and you, and you, and you kind of proved something to yourself on that journey and got to do all these amazing things. So I'm happy yeah. it turned out like that. So how did you take that? You know, you, you traveled the world doing this amazing bass diddling, you know, beating down the bass, fist pumping mm -hmm. and, performing with this band and now obviously you're you're singing again and, you, and you're in the spotlight and you're doing music videos and and all sorts of cool stuff so how, yeah. how did you go from there to, to what you're doing now well i almost have this woman to thank the band leader because i don't know if i would have gone this strong into music if i didn't hear that something negative because i'm very competitive mm -hmm. and I have this drive in me to like, Oh yeah, you, you think I can't do that? Well, watch me. Yeah. So I, I wanted to prove her wrong. And so I, I just, 
And I got, and then I went to other places and would sing and I would get amazing feedback. Yeah. And so I also that taught me and you listeners can be encouraged that not to take one person's word for it. It's it. That's their own opinion of you. Yeah. Um, There's always going to be haters, right? Right. I mean, I, I, I even get hate mail and I, I literally have a Trello board where I, everything that people sends to me that, that is nice and inspirational. I post it Then right mm -hmm. next to it. I have all the negative stuff that people have sent me and I use both of them as so much inspiration. And it's just funny to look back at some of those people and the negative mm -hmm. comments. And it's like, I use it as inspiration and I thank mm -hmm. those people for sending it because it does make me work harder and, and mm -hmm. achieve my goals even better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, even if it is hate mail or, if they're posting something on your social media sites, they're actually doing you a favor because they're exposing you to more people. That's true. <laughs> so they're, they're helping you. Like, I don't think any feedback when it, on social media it is bad, even if it is bad and awful sometimes. I don't know. No, I think it, That's I think my that take it on can it. all be amazing and it all is going to lead to attention to you and, and it's going to help you accomplish what you want. Right. And that's to become a better person and do what you're doing a little bit better than you were. And you've obviously built off of it because, I mean, look what you're doing now. So. Right. Yep. And I have a art show coming up December 7th here. And is that for painting? Yeah. Incredible. I, I do abstracts with water acrylic. Acrylics. So what's what's your? Well, let me get this. Like, so you do the musician thing. Obviously, you're doing that a lot. And mm -hmm. I know you. How many albums do you have out now? I know you have a few. I have four and two singles. Awesome. And planning. I'm starting the process of another record on New Year's Day. I'm flying my producer out to start the process. Cool. How so? What is it like recording the album, and and are you of the mindset that the industry has been damp, you know, dampered, and and it's really really hard to be able to make a living doing it, or do you take that as a challenge and try to, you know, relate to your fans and build relationships with your fans and and kind of take that community and make it build around your career in general? Because I know a lot of people are very upset with how you can't really. You know, your music gets put out there, whether you like it or not. I mean, if right. you put it on Spotify, you're not really going to get anything for it. But right. then there's a lot of these new age artists that I've talked to are, they're like, okay, well, we're just going to give it to them for free. And then we're going to build a community around it. And that's going to support us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'm looking at it in a positive way because I don't want to just sit on my butt and be negative and whine and pout about it. Yeah. Um, I want to. I want to keep going forward with it. And there's, there's other ways you can monetize your YouTube videos. Lots of people quit their jobs and live off of YouTube video videos. Um, yeah, there's a, but, there's a bunch of people that have. Yeah. So th there's just different ways to go about it. But I mean, there were struggles in the nineties cause there was no, Internet. Yeah. There was there no way no to there was get no your channel. music around. <laughs> when I would book a tour, you'd you know shove all the stuff into 
a manila envelope, a manila folder or whatever, and sh- ship it off, mail it off, snail mail, <laughs> and hope that they get it and actually listen to the CD. Yeah. Which nowadays. Still be effective if you do it nowadays. They, people would like that now because everyone's so used to getting like an email or something. That's true. But if you're, you know, short on time, it, you know, takes a second to send yeah, the M- MP3 yeah. link over to book a tour or to just try to get your songs on the radio or whatever it is. So there's lots of ways that it's, it's easier for a music, musician to make it. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could be a, a big deal over in Italy if you know, if I focused on a certain country, I, I could do that, <laughs> but, not really back before the internet. Yeah, it's such a, it's the most powerful thing that we have in our hands, and it's never been easier to build a fan base in a community and get your, you know, your words out there or your music yeah. or your art, as it is today, and. You know, I didn't I didn't have this podcast more than three months ago. I started this thing three months ago and now I've connected with over sixty, you know, amazing creative entrepreneurs who all have a place in my network now. And they mm-hmm. all have a network and we all introduce each other to other people. Uh-huh. And then we build these fan bases. And, mm-hmm. and really I don't want to call them a fan base, more of like a community, you know, where mm-hmm. where you can you can learn value from people who listen to this show and they can learn value from me by listening to the show. So it's like it's a two way street. Right. And I just think that there's so much that can be accomplished if everybody uh, gets in the same mindset. So, yeah, for sure. Well, it, you know, as one who's kind of in the thick of trying to accomplish your dreams still and, and chasing your passions and just generally having fun along the way, what, what kind of lessons do you think you've learned from the past that have helped you get to where you are right now? Well, I've, I've noticed that if I, well, self-doubt is something that I always have struggled with, but if I will if I choose to dwell on that and kind of stop being creative and start believing, oh, I'm I'm not cut out for this or this is never going to happen and I can't ever meet the right people <laughs> moping around, uh, I'm really not going to get anywhere. But if I but if I just keep plug in along and focus on my love for music and actually focus on how how much music is therapeutic and healing and just get, get further yeah you cut out there for a second are you there yeah hello yeah sorry i lost okay, you there good. for just a split second uh well, do you remember, <clears throat> I'm not sure what, what you said on the end there, but I think you were talking about um, self-doubt and, and concentrating on countering it. And I do think that's like the most powerful thing you can do is take it spearheaded on, you know, take yeah. it head on, headbutt the shit out of it. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I don't know, I, I have in my email, create something new today feel alive inside or something like that. And I, (laughs) and I do think that does make people realize that they have, they still have blood plump pumping through their veins when they create something new. It doesn't have to be this big piece of art or a song. Just 
just something creative, even if even if it's like a a meal that they yeah I know made right? up or I don't know. It's just it just helps your brain to to do that. Yeah, and think about literally when you create something, you are putting something into the world that did not exist before. And that's, I mean, if that's not enough to just fascinate you and motivate you to do it, I don't know what is, because I think that's just, it's amazing that we have the ability to be able to do that at any given time. So I'm, I think all of us that listen to this show are, are adamant about that and just continuing to create because it's amazing the, the kind of doors that that kind of stuff can open up as well. If you, if you stay persistent with it. Yeah, for sure. So I, and I think. When I, whenever I do bring up self doubt or you know struggling with my belief in myself, other nine times out of ten, other people will say, "Oh yeah, that's a big struggle of mine as well." And I think, especially for artists, that seems to be a hang up. And you know, sometimes when I'm in that, the doldrums of that, I think, "Well, I'm I must be the only one that feels this way ever." But just knowing that everybody is probably in the same boat and maybe, you know, if you're feeling up and feeling good with your belief in yourself to encourage other people to, uh, start believing in in themselves. Yeah. Enthusiasm is infectious, you know? It really is. And I think that people feed off other people's energy. And if you can be a positive person and an inspirational person and, and create the life that you love, I think people around you will notice it and they will see that it's possible and they will latch on and do it themselves. Right. Definitely. Well, if you could if you could spend a little bit of time creating something with anybody from the past or present, Naomi, who do you think you would choose and what would you create? I would choose Brandy Brandy Carlisle. She's a famous singer mm-hmm. and I would write a song with her. What kind of a song? Uh, I think you would do a duet. A duet. Probably something really heart wrenching. <laughs> I don't know her, her music. Have you listened to her? I know who she is. I am not familiar with much of her music. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some links. You need to get familiar. Mm-hmm. She's she's one of my idols. Cool. She's can... an incredible singer, and she's so. I went to her one her went to one of her shows. She's very personable, and the, her music just moves you. So, do you think like there's something about what what is she singing about? Because I know that you do a lot of emotional and intense, you know, kind of feelings in your lyrics and in your songs. Does she kind of relate to that as well? Yeah. She, she tends to have the same, write about the same topics. Like she'll write, it's not always the the cliche songs about um, loving somebody or a breakup, but it's, you know, it could be about a, a drug addiction mm-hmm. or losing a family member or being in a fight with somebody. It's just a lot of relational. I don't know. She's just very creative with that. And I think a lot of artists right now in the industry just focus on this one topic of love and sex. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like yeah, it seems to be a trend. Yeah. And big butts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Twerking right now. I was just twerking before this interview too, so nice. <laughs> well, what do you what do you think your favorite what would you say the best part about the music industry is? Um Well, right now the best part is the online stuff and how you can get your you can access different all kinds of music and platforms within seconds. There's all kinds of platforms to um, share your music. Do you uh, think that it's more likely like to contribute to when you tour? Like, do you think that because you can share it so much easier that more people see it online and then they might actually come to a show if you're in their area? Yeah. I, I'd like to think so. And I, I think that there's, there's an art to, to social media as a musician too. Like you said before, creating that community is more about, Hey, you know, not just, Hey guys, I got this show coming up, but engaging them, you know, what's asking them a question and getting them, you know, being interested in your fans and figuring out what they're like and what, they want to hear so having more of a two way two way conversations mm-hmm. with your fans and not just trying to plug your stuff yeah building that relationship is key in that trust mm-hmm. level yeah i think i think that that's huge i mean is it is it a very hard thing to do to go on tour now i mean what was the last tour that you went on and and are you planning one here shortly I am, um, well, I went last spring, mm-hmm. and right now my focus is on the new record. And then after that, probably my, looking at a tour. Yeah, I, I mean, you typically want to tour after a record is released to get get some uh, some people listening to your stuff, but my producer lives in Seattle, so... When I go there to track, I'll probably plan plan some gigs around that. So it'd be a, a mini tour. Yeah. Where <laughs> you can where everybody in the art the audience can just fist pump and high five and Oh yeah. And twerk. It. Twerk. <laughs> <laughs> well how do I mean, do you remember the first concert that you did actually as the lead? Um, I know that you did the stuff on the boat with kind of a band that was assembled, but when you mm-hmm. actually went out on your own and you decided to do it, what were you kind of thinking before that first time? Do you remember it? Um, I was in a little, a small coffee shop was the first time I performed by myself. And it was, uh, I think it was a couple hour show. Oh, wow. And I just remember I was really nervous but I was very overwhelmed with the positive response. I was mm-hmm. still, I was such a beginner as far as, you know, being the front man that I it was like, really, you liked it. <laughs> okay. So I started to think, well, maybe I have a good voice, <laughs> but it was exciting. I have performance in my runs in my blood. I was it's just, it's something that I have to do. I love it. 
Yeah, and I saw that you won top vocalist for the 2012 Ladylike Indie Awards. Yeah. And so you have a new CD coming out. Was the last one that you released in 2011? Yes. Okay, and what was and that one called? Stare. Stare. Okay, I'll put all these links yeah. in the show notes as well at artsynow.com forward slash okay. Naomi Psalm so that they can get all these uh, links and information there as well as some pictures of your artwork if you want to send them over to me. I think that okay. they're all extremely interested in seeing that stuff too. And then we'll link to your music as well and post some YouTube videos and things like that. Okay. And then you'll, you'll do this on Twitter too. Yeah, sure. Okay. Absolutely. All the social media. So it, it, if you had to battle Godzilla though, how do you think you would use your creativity or your talents to defeat that big, ugly twerking bastard? Well, I'd play my guitar and put him to sleep. Oh, serenade him. Yeah. Smart. And when once he's asleep, I will climb over him because he at that point he barricaded me into a corner. I'll climb over him and run away. <laughs> but then you would leave him for <laughs> post destruction against somebody else, but I guess that would be their problem, right? The next guest will have yeah. to deal with that one. Dun dun dun. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah serenading is always amazing and i think if you sang a little tune maybe like a simon and garfunkel jingle or something you know that always puts me to sleep yeah <laughs> or the new i'm a big fan of the new pink floyd that just came out too that's that's really 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 soothing so yeah i'll do them both all right so do you have any favorite advice that you've kind of shaped your life around that you think you could give our listeners um, I think I kind of gave, gave that up about the self doubt issues mm-hmm. to, which is a huge, which is a huge, huge yeah. lesson for anybody. Uh-huh. Right. If you do doubt yourself and you're inconfident, seriously, just go out there and talk to people and let them know and tell them what you would like to do, because there are a lot of people out there that want to help you. And if they ignore you or if they laugh at you, if they doubt you also take it mm-hmm. and use it as fuel, you know? Yeah. And you'll end up fist pumping after all. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have any favorite uh, resources or tools that you think they could find value in or, or any favorite books or anything like that? Um, I don't read books very much. What about music? I wish I, wish I was a reader. Um, look up Brandy Carlisle, everybody, because she's an amazing singer. She's, she's one of my, one of my biggest in inspirations Imogen Heap is a really good artist as well you ever heard of her I have not oh you gotta look her up too she she wears these gloves and she wears this bodysuit that's all connected to her um, her computer and she um, orchestrates the music with her hands and feet and movements what it's pretty amazing yeah Image in heat. Heap. H-E-A-P. Heap. All right, I'll Imogen. put a link to that in the show notes as well. So M like I M O G E N. Yeah. H E A P. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. I don't know. I've been watching The Walking Dead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm hooked. As is 90% of America. 
and yeah. probably outwards. So, awesome. and let's see, I have a baby turtle, <laughs> <laughs> a mascot. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I also have a cat. I have an orange t- tabby cat who wakes me up at three in the morning. <laughs> Does it have four legs? Yeah. Nice, because I've got two cats and they only have three legs each. Oh no! <laughs> Did you pick them out on purpose? Yeah, I just rip one out when I get angry, and they don't stop <laughs> meowing. <laughs> yeah, awesome. No, we 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 uh, found them. They were stumbled upon strays and one had a leg that was literally a, just a bone sticking out and the other one had a similar problem and they just had to be removed and then we just ended up keeping them because mm-hmm. you know, what three-legged cat doesn't need another three-legged cat around to make them feel normal that's right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah cool so where can our listeners find you or get in contact with you naomi well you can follow me on at naomi psalm Okay. N-A-O-M-I-P-S-A-L-M. And Facebook is Naomi Psalm Music. And website is NaomiSalm.com. And if you Google, if you Google Naomi Psalm, it'll come up with my YouTube videos. I have a couple out. And so get on there on and Reverb Nation it, as well, right? Yeah, Reverb Nation slash Naomi Psalm. Awesome. And those will all be posted in the show notes once again on artsynow.com forward slash Naomi Psalm. And Naomi, I really appreciate it. The story is is moving. I think that everybody out there has learned quite a bit and and we can all relate 100% on you know getting down, having people tell us that we aren't good enough and being able to turn that around and use it as motivation and inspiration and just take a step every day a little bit at a time and we can all get to where we want to be. And so thank you so much for being the entrepreneur now, Naomi. Oh, my pleasure. And always remember to keep it funky. I will do my best. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of the entrepreneur. Now for all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at, create at artsynow.com or on twitter at hb underscore armstrong the music well that's shaky feeling check them out ventura california ta-ta keep it funky